Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I have the story for you of why there was a car in front of our house for one year. The most important word of that sentence is the word was the car is gone. The car is gone. And I made a point as promised when I saw the guy out there working on it. I marched my little butt out there and I said, Hey, this is going to sound really weird, but I'm just curious. What's the story with this car? That was, and I haven't told you yet. No, I didn't want to know. I wanted to hear it for the first time on the podcast. Um, that was actually one of my old favorite radio segments that I think we did when I was on the Burt Show. Mm-hmm. It was called I'm Just Curious. I still remember things from that segment. And I love that's that was that's what I um loved the most about radio were those like just finding the particular or the peculiar things about people Mm -hmm. and segments like, am I normal? And I'm just curious. Yeah. Really played into that for me. So people would, people would call the radio station and say, I'm just curious. Can you tell me why there is a truck parked in front of my house? Can you find out? I don't know anything about it. And then our producers would do the background research and try to solve the mystery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The biggest, I I remember one of those crystal clearly from when I was like a Bircho listener, like Back in the day. I'll bet it's the same one I remember. Okay. What's yours? Um, the guy who would walk into the woods behind his apartment community. And he was feeding cats. That was the result. That was a result. But people thought like, oh, is he doing drugs? Is right. he, it was this whole thing. Yeah. We had people in the woods, like staking it out. <laughs> and we, and finally we just see him like pull open a little can of cat food and like scoop it into a bowl. Totally. Anyways. And I said that to our neighbor too. I'm like, I am sure that whatever your story is, is not as incredible as the one that I have in, in my head. So we knew it was somehow involved with our HOA president as of yesterday. And then, um, he was the guy that was actually working on the car when you went out there, he right? He was the guy actually working on the car, which, and we know him and he's nice. He's, yeah. He's we friends. know him. He's, he's nice. And I just found it very odd. Cause I'm like, okay, so you've noticed also that this car has been sitting out here for a year. And why haven't you done this before now was kind of my question. Like, what's the deal? And it has Arizona plates on it. So the story is, is that his girlfriend's dad went to South America whenever. Yep. For a trip, was going to come back in two weeks. He, for whatever reason, got stuck there. That's what the guy said, stuck there. And I was like, oh, you mean because of COVID? And he goes, uh, I mean, he just decided to stay longer. So, oh, see, there's the mystery. So that's the mystery that I'm not going to ask him because I was kind of like pushing my luck already and he didn't, he didn't take the bait. So I'm staying away from that story. But he said, so my girlfriend's sister actually just came in town and she's going to drive the car back to Arizona. Got it. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Um, and I did have other questions, but he wasn't really into like telling me more information. Sure. He did say in there that the car had been, he was like, yeah, you've probably been wondering what's been going on the past six months. And I was like, oh, it's been over a year. And he goes, oh, really? I don't know. And I'm like, so it hasn't been bothering him this whole time. Well, it's not in front of his house. It is in front of his house slightly, and it's taking up two parking spots. So I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Then I see that he moves the car into his own garage and parks his two cars like in his own driveway. So I wonder if he thought I was like complaining about it or something. But, yeah, the car's gone. As of yesterday, it was in the guy's garage now. Um. Which is like not remarkable. I do want to know what the South America story story is, though. Like what happened? Yeah, sorry. I just (laughs) hiccuped. Like what happened in South America? I mean, that could have been like we could make up like an elaborate, you know, South American prison type story or whatever. But it's probably somebody who maybe went on vacation and decided to stay. That's what he said. He he was like, I was like, oh, because of like COVID stuff, like he couldn't get back. Like maybe the rules changed or something while he was there. And he was like, he just decided to stay longer. And I'm like, but going from like a one month trip to like a year. Okay, I mean, that's a cool life. Whatever that guy does for a living. If you have the opportunity to work from home. And you go on a vacation. That's a, I. I bet if if that's the story, I promise you that's not the only person who did that. Went on vacation. Yeah. During some work from home period, and was like, yeah, you know what, here. I can afford to stay here for six months. And then next thing you know, six months becomes a year. What I didn't say that I was thinking in my head because I was like, okay, this is just pushing it. Is I really don't like the idea of this young girl because the the sisters are like gotta be in their 20s i don't like her driving to arizona by herself oh my god in a car that hasn't been working for a year you are such a mom i don't think it's a mom i think it's a crime lover the upside means living in gratitude finding the positive in every experience and helping other people do the same You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, March 15th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for online banking. What did we do before online banking when you wanted to know if, like, a deposit had gone in? Well, I get, actually, scratch that, because you didn't. You knew if if deposit went in because you took a paper check to the bank and said, I would like to deposit this into my account, please. And you knew your banker and you knew all the tellers and everybody knew you. And that's how I, you know, I feel the same way about old school banking as I do about old, old school, like post office. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everybody kind of knows you and like you have a relationship with the used to past tense used to that. Yeah. I get kind of like, Oh, I wish it were like the fifties again. You know, I don't, but I do when it comes to things like that. Cause I love a little, you know, I don't know. It just seems cute. Nostalgia. Nostalgia. What did you just say? Nostalgia. Oh, I thought you said nostalgia. And I was like, who are you? Oh, maybe I did the first time. I don't know. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for uh, the ability to work from home. 
All right. We did not talk about this on, on yesterday's episode, but it needs to be addressed because it's happened to every couple on planet Earth. When we went and met our uh, coworkers on Friday evening, at the end of them, everything was great. We loved him and everything. But at the end of the meal, Callie and I had one of those awkward couple not a fight. What would it be called? What's what's one we degree just, below a fight? A spat? It, it was like it was like five degrees below a fight, first of all. And then second of all, it was one of those things where we just Jeff was saying one thing, I was saying another, and neither one of us could understand. It's just one of those things where you kind of go around and around because you can't understand in but, that moment what the person is saying. But we could have understood it had we not been at the table with other people. Like I could have just, so right. what, what, what happened was we paid the, what the restaurant we went to, Callie and I had a couple of gift cards that we had no idea if they were still good. I mean, because we haven't been to this place since before for at least two years. Yeah. So we have these, these gift cards. So we give the gift cards to the server and we're like, we don't know how much is on these or if they still work, but, but can you check and apply them to the tab. And she says, yep. And she brings them back to us and explains like what the balance is. And there's a line where you can add, you can use the gift card for gratuity. So I was trying to ask Callie what the total was on the like the total of the check so I could figure out the the gratuity. Callie kept saying, it's not enough. We don't have an enough, like explaining there's not enough balance on the gift card to give a proper gratuity. But I couldn't see my, I, I couldn't like, I have reached the age and the time since my last eye doctor appointment that I couldn't read what was on the receipt. So I kept saying, what's the total? And Callie kept saying, we don't have enough which I knew, so I wanted to put the gratuity on a credit card, but I couldn't see to figure out how much it should be. Meanwhile, I have no idea. I mean, I know that you haven't had an eye appointment in a while, but I also feel like, you know, I, I love you, but you are pushing 50 at this point and you are in the normal window of time where people start to wear reading glasses. Like This is all irrelevant when we're at dinner and I say, what's the total? It's not time. Like, this, okay, what wait, pause, pause that conversation. What you're saying is Ill, you, you are presenting evidence to a case that is not in front of this court. Okay, okay. So let me rewind then because we're going to have to talk about your insecurity about not being able to see you later. Um, but but I just didn't understand that you couldn't see. And then, and you know, our coworkers are sitting across the table from us. So he's trying not to say, I haven't had an eye appointment in three years and I can't see, I need your help. Like I can't read this. And I didn't know that you were, that you were and doing she's that. getting, and I'm getting mad at her. I'm like, what's the total? And she's like, there's not enough to put the gratuity on here. Like think it, like I have, like I, I thought you were asking me what the total should be for the tip. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept pointing at the number and I'm like, what, what is this? What number is this? She's <laughs> like, it's not enough. So she's getting angry at me saying it's not enough. Like I'm going to, like, I'm going to leave a bad tip for, for our great server in front of our new, new friends, you know? Yeah. And I'm like in my head screaming, 
I can't doubt what that says. So, so finally, he just looked at me and he goes, I can't read it because my eyes are so bad. I can't see the number. And then we all were kind of like laughing. And our poor coworkers across the table were doing that thing where they were trying to act like they weren't watching us act yeah. this out. And we aren't the couple that like fights at a table like ever. You know those, pe- you know those people, though, that yeah. like will get in like hardcore fights in front of other people. Like that's not what we were doing, but we just couldn't understand each other. And our sweet friends across the table were like, uh, we're, yeah. So what are you doing tomorrow? Right. Like yeah. this is really nice. I, I like their, I like the, their serve, their forks. They're nice forks. <laughs> they have, look at four. They're very sharp. And just for the record, I'm not in, like you have this false thing about me being insecure about my eye exam. I'm not. Do you know where I got that? That I'm insecure about my eye exam? Not about your eye exam, but about. My vision? Yeah. Because the, because the last time I went in, they said, you need to start thinking about progressives. Yeah. And I, and I told them no. Right. Because I don't need progressives. I just, I mean, I might now, but like four years ago, three years ago, whenever I had my last eye exam, they were like, you got to start thinking about progressives. And I'm like, you got to think about not saying that right now. <laughs> like we can deal with that in a few years. I just haven't had a new, I was able to finagle three years of contact lens prescriptions because I think it like ran out six months after COVID started. And so at that point, I didn't want to go sit in an eye exam right. chair because that was You're when like, nobody knew anything, right? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I have to go get an eye appointment, which will resolve public fights from now on. But just going forward, when I say what number is this, the answer that I'm looking for is what number is this? I have a question for you. Do you think that most people in the world understand about 60, 65% of things that they encounter in the day, but they just use their deductive reasoning to guess the, the, the 40% that they don't understand and move on with life. I, first of all, I'll bet. Does that make sense? uh Okay. I'll bet there's been studies done on this. Number one. And number two, I'll bet that it's it's even much less than that. I'll bet it's twenty to thirty percent. I we've been binge watching West Wing. I know we talk about that a lot, but I'm obsessed with it, so we're going to keep talking about it. And I realized that in that show, I'm watching it. I really don't understand a lot of the details of what they're talking about, but I understand the general themes and the general context and stuff like that. Then I was thinking, you know what? I used to do that like when I was reading when I was a kid. You know, I read a paragraph yeah. and you get key themes and as long as you have the main point, fine. Um, but I didn't I wasn't ever the person that said, hey, I don't understand this completely or whatever. Then I realized this is the deep dive going on in my head that my whole life I just go along with understanding 60 percent. And I'm like, eh. I understand this pretty well. And then forget about the other 40, like everything from signing contracts to. It's comforting. Well, you know what I mean? Like the terms and conditions, like nobody reads those. You know, years ago, there was, um, I think, an insurance company Mm -hmm. that put about two thirds the way down of their super fine print terms and conditions of like signing up for this new policy. Um, If you read this line and you're the first person to send an email to this address, you'll win $10,000. 
It's amazing. And somebody won it very quickly. There are people who read terms and conditions. But do you do that too? Or am I kind of dumb? No, I think everybody does. I do it right now trying to keep up with world events, you know, Mm -hmm. like. Every time the word Ukraine came up in the past, even NATO, like I knew what NATO was, you know, Mm -hmm. I knew it was um, a a group of countries all agreeing to defend each other. Like I I knew that, but I didn't really understand anything about it. So you just kind of go, yeah. And then what happens is through repeated exposure, you know, Mm -hmm. then you just start to learn more about it. Like, is it Putin or Putin? What's the right way to say it? it's Putin. Okay. Vladimir. Him. Like, I knew that he was the whatever of Russia, like the leader of Russia. Mm -hmm. Zero idea how, like what his upbringing was, like where he came, you know, from power. I never sat down and read, but I just, you just kind of, and then you absorb it as, as an experience as you're exposed to it. Does that make sense? It does. So you, so when, when somebody talks about him running Russia, you don't think, oh, I need to go do some research and see what his history was. But well, over the course of the past month, you read little bits and pieces. I think that's a little bit different though. What I'm talking about is if you're in a meeting or something like that, like I and dumb it down a little bit. So if you're sitting in a meeting or something and everybody's talking about oh, something yeah. and you don't understand, like I are there people that always ask when they don't understand or or are most of us just totally fine with understanding enough to get by? That's the, my question. The latter. I think m- most people either are totally fine or just believe in fake it till you make it. I'm going to I'm going to need some input on this. 800-434-5454. Thank you to Upside listeners for making this change in Ellie's life. I have decided based on feedback from from upsiders that I don't want Ellie to have one career. And here's why. Remember a week or two ago I brought up the stuff that I learned when I got out of radio that I was like, oh, wait, it's not like this in all industries. And I talked about like teachers um, who leave teaching and then go to a company and they're like, yeah, you don't have to ask for permission to Mm -hmm. use the printer, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I, based on all the messages that came in with people who were in lifelong careers and who escaped that career to do another one, Mm -hmm. I I realize that doing one thing for your entire life is potentially dangerous because it it boxes in your way of thinking. And I might be overly dramatic, but I have this might be like I might be making too much out of it, but I have a couple of friends who are still or who are either formerly in radio or who are still in radio. And whenever we talk as someone who is no longer in radio, I can see it more clearly than they can. But radio is one of those industries, I think like teaching, where as a radio talent, you are never made to feel like you are doing enough and you are 
you're never made to feel like you are stepping up because it's such a quote cool job mm -hmm. that there's a million people waiting to take your place. Like they very rarely does somebody say, you are so incredibly talented. You are the only person who can do this job. Type right, of thing, right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's just the nature of, of radio, whether it's good or bad within that industry. But I worked in radio for 25 years and it like, that's something that I struggle with now past radio. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think I want Ellie to get into one occupation or, or um, I would advise anyone to get to one occupation for your entire life because then you, you don't realize how things would be different. And this doesn't mean that, that anything is bad. This yeah, no, I, I completely get what you're saying and I totally agree with you. I do think societally, like, is that a word? Society. In society. In society. I think things are changing because I think 20 years ago or when our parents had jobs, it would be really impressive on a resume if you were there for a really, really long time. Yes. Like 20, 30 years. Like that meant, oh, wow, the company really values this person. I think now people are likely to see a couple different jobs. I mean, not if you have a new job every two months. Like I think that would be a red flag. But if you are ex constantly expanding your skill set, right. I think that's now an asset. Right. Where you where and maybe it, before it would have been a liability. <laughs> Look at my accounting talk. Um, now I think it's more of an asset. And I think um, like just using like when I was in radio, for example, like in radio, one of like one of the things that that always presented itself was if an advertiser called at any time, like that was like throw a switch, a siren goes off, everything stops and we take care of of the of that client. Mm -hmm. And that's not how it is in all industries, right? And mm -hmm. so it's so so I think to what you were saying, bouncing around to different industries. Like if you worked on radio for a while and you're like, "Oh, the advertiser, the client is a VIP. Let's let's super take care of that client." That's a good experience to have but it's not the rule of law. It's not carved into a stone tablet. So if you go to another industry, you bring that experience mm -hmm. of taking care of the client, number one, but then you might learn about like proper work boundaries. Like, mm -hmm. hey, let's work from nine to six and take our evenings off to recharge because that makes for better employees. So then you find a way to take care of the client within mm -hmm. those boundaries. And then you move to a third job and you take both of those things. And I just think that makes for a better person. I know this sound, now that I'm saying this out loud, it sounds so simple and so obvious. I don't think it's obvious at all. I mean, I think it's something that more and more people are talking about, especially as we're in this time of like, um, what are people? The great, the great re resignation. resignation. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there is some a skill that I am really um, impressed by. And it's because I've been doing a lot of work on like, okay, where, how am I valuable and stuff like that. And I think that, a qualification that is really attractive is the ability to pivot, like not the ability to jump ship, but the ability to pivot and to be 
flexible in, in what you learn. And what I hope we teach Ellie is that, you know, when something stops serving you or when you stop learning or when you've, it's okay to say, you know what, I've learned the lesson here. I've gotten a lot and to move on and that's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. Somebody glued my deck of cards together and I just don't know how to deal with it. Bombas' mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Bombas are my go-to everyday sock. I wear them every single day. I'm a huge fan of the performance no-shows. They perfectly hug your feet without feeling bulky or uncomfortable. I wear them while I'm working out in the morning, but also every day with sneakers, and they are perfect for both. They never fall down or move out of place, so they're not a distraction in my day, which is something you really don't think about being an issue until you find yourself at work taking off your shoe to readjust your sock every hour. Not something you need to think about during the day. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. You can even search their website by sport for the ultimate performance fit. Socks, underwear, and t-shirts are three of the most requested clothing items at homeless shelters. That's why Bombas donates one item for everyone that we purchase. And that's something I'm proud to support. Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash upside for 20% off. Bombas.com slash upside. Athletic Greens is all-in-one nutritional insurance, but more importantly, it is easy. That's why it has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's recommended by professional athletes. Athletic Greens knows that tons of people take some sort of multivitamin every day. Problem is, in order to get everything you need, you got to take a whole handful of pills. Not with Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is one scoop of green powder in a glass of water. It tastes delicious. It's just 10 ounces of water. You drink it down every single morning, and your day is started with your body fueled with everything it needs to take on the world. Right now, you can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water is all you need. Not a million different pills, no supplements, one scoop. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase by going to athleticgreens.com slash upside. That's athleticgreens.com slash upside to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Spring brings along new curiosities and a chance for kids to connect with the world around them. There are so many opportunities to learn, and it's the perfect time for discoveries. KiwiCo delivers monthly science and art projects that celebrate a child's natural curiosity and sparks a love for lifelong learning. We got the Panda Crate for Ellie, and as much as I'd like to say that I always have time to fully research and know what's best for her development all the time, the truth is, I need help. The Panda Crate was filled with the things that were developmentally 
important for her and it taught me why it was important for her. Cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity with new hands-on projects every month and do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. Give them the tools to learn new skills, build new experiences, and make new connections to the broader world. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with a KiwiCo subscription. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code UPSIDE. Here are today's three random things. My first random thing is, did you know that there is a basketball court on the top floor of the Supreme Court building? Did you know that? I did not know that. Would you like to guess what the nickname of it is? I have no idea. The highest court in the land. That's got to be an, that's gotta not, be an urban legend. It's not an urban legend. I Somebody uh, came up with that joke and they're like, that, and they just started the rumor that there's a basketball court up there. I researched it. Totally true. My second random. You think the games are um, uh, like robes versus like if one team is called the robes and they actually play in their robes? I mean, probably not, but that was a bad, I feel like you could have done better with that joke. That just. Mm. You object? I, I do. <laughs> there it is. My second random thing is Manoe or Manawi, um, Nebraska is the only town in the United States with an official population of one person. This is fascinating. I did a little deep dive on this. Okay. The woman's name is Elsie Eiler. She's in her 80s. And um, she is the mayor, the clerk, the treasurer, librarian, bartender, and the only person left in this town. Each year, she hangs up a notice in the only business that's in the town, which is like her bar. It used to be her husband's, now it's hers. Advertising mayoral elections, then she votes for herself. She's required to produce a municipal municipal road plan every year to secure state funding and then raises about $500 worth of taxes from herself annually to keep the town's three lampposts on uh, and it's water flowing. And she says, when I apply to the state for my liquor and tobacco licenses each year, they send them to the secretary of the village, which is me. So I get them as the secretary, sign them as the clerk and give them to myself as the bar owner. That's fine. I just think it's really cool that she does everything like so officially. Um, of course know. she does. I just thought her name's, really her name's Elsie. Elsie does not leave any T uncrossed or I undotted. Apparently not. Uh, oh, and she also keeps a list of nearby vacant residential lots in case anybody wants to like move to the town, which reading the article on her, I kind of wanted to yeah, move let's to go the be town. Her like, we need to move. Let's go. Let's move to that town and be her neighbor. Yeah, why not? Then we'll run against her as mayor, win, raise taxes. She'll have to move. We'll bulldoze her house. We'll sell the lot to a mixed use developer. Okay. Plan. Next. It's depressing. And my third random thing is there is a village in southern Norway named Hell. There's um, a village in the Cayman Islands named Hell. Okay. You want to know the difference? Every winter in Norway, it freezes over. Hell freezes over. And those are my three random things. I made fun of this quite a bit. But the other night, I, I got up. And when I came back to bed to, you know, to go to the bathroom or something, and I came back to bed and and Callie's weighted blanket 
I don't know if you know this, but you fall asleep with it on you every night. And then at some point you kick it off. I, I don't kick it off. It slips down in my tossing and turning. But yeah. Yeah. So it's never. So it was um, it was uh, it had fallen off where you were. And yeah, I actually I remember why I woke up like I woke up and was. Like I just woke up think like thinking about stuff and then the, I didn't like I didn't have to go to the bathroom or anything, but I just woke up in the middle of the night with racing thoughts. And then so I got up and tried to, you know, pee and wash my hands and see if I could fall back asleep. Couldn't. So I pulled that blanket over on top of me. I get it. I seriously felt more chill. I fell asleep. It felt so cozy. It felt so Chef loves comfy. my weighted blanket. And you did. You made so much fun of me. It is awesome. 10 out of 10 recommend. What is the science behind it. Is it just like a hug or something? Or, you know, maybe I would, I think I'm going to have to use it again before I give it my full endorsement because maybe I was just tired because I did wake up at like 2.33 in the morning maybe or whatever. Maybe you use it during one of your naps because over my dead body, are you getting it when we go to sleep? Well, if it works, we'll have to get a second one. That's the thing though. It's really, the one we have because it's so beautiful is, is really expensive. I don't need a fancy pretty one like you. Yeah, but then our bedroom is going to be, you know, we have like such a pretty, like we have such pretty sheets and such pretty, like. What's the science behind it? Is it just like wrap you up in a hug? Makes I'm you not feel sure better? if it's that or if it's something to do with like grounding, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know, but I am totally into it. And I will say if you go out and you buy yourself an anxiety blanket, we need to stop calling it that, a weighted blanket. Uh, it does take a couple nights to get used to. Like the first night I was sore. And then now I'm like, oh my gosh, make it heavier. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. A friend posted a cooking hack on Instagram and I can't wait to try it. Okay. All I need to do is get some paper bags. Like not full-size grocery bags, but maybe like the lunch bags. Okay. Apparently, if you put um, a scoop of popcorn in a paper bag mm -hmm. and put a little bit of oil over it and then just fold the bag over a couple times, you put it in your microwave and it pops. So you have microwave popcorn without the chemicals that are in microwave popcorn. It's just popcorn mm. and oil. It's like stovetop popcorn, but the microwave version. Interesting. And it makes total sense. Like, why wouldn't it? Like, why wouldn't it pop? Why, how is this not a thing that everybody does? Like, mm -hmm. why is microwave popcorn a thing if this is what you can do? Mm. So she had no reason to lie. So I think it's a valid recipe. I think it's a valid thing. I'm not giving it my full stamp of approval until I try it. Do they still sell brown lunch bags? I think so. Yeah, I gotta get some of those. Kelly's right. I started taking my allergy medicine for my allergist about, it's almost a month ago. It's like right at three weeks ago and I'm still, I live in the, in the country um, about an hour south of Atlanta and I'm struggling. I'm struggling so bad. 
every day is a struggle. But since I have the medicine on board, it's not as bad. But yeah, you don't want to say, oh, my allergies are acting up and start your medicine in Georgia because it's too late. You might as well just throw it in, not take it, and just suffer for the next like four months. And Great. Talk to you later. Bye. When your checking account balance is running low, the last thing you need to deal with is an overdraft fee. But with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card, you can save your hard-earned paper without paying overdraft fees. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no overdraft fees. So it's time to look forward and leave the junk like overdraft fees in the past. Make a great decision in 2022 and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash upside. That's Chime.com slash upside. Banking services are provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits do apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 that may be increased up to $200 by Chime. See Chime.com slash SpotMe. Jeff, you hooked me on to Ben Rector when you were on the radio. And I so feel that... I've Got a Daughter Now, was written for you. But the rest of the album seems to speak about you so much also. Your relationship that is wonderful with Callie. I love it. Thanks for sharing. Up until seven years ago, lived on the East Coast. Didn't really have to worry too much about time zones because most of my friends, family, all on the East Coast didn't matter. When things were on TV, you know, when you used to like see a preview for something, it was like seven, six central. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, those people over there. So moved to Texas about seven years ago. And like, I know that the people, that my friends and family on the East Coast are an hour before me. So like, I mean, no, oh my God, I don't know. No, it's later there. Okay. That's what it is. It's later there. Seven, six central. Right. Okay. It's later there. So I always know like on a weekend evening, like if I'm texting later, like after I put the kids to bed, I know like only a couple of my friends are going to be up. Then I have a friend in Arizona. And so she's all messed up. But like she, she gets up early and stuff. So it doesn't really matter. But my whole point was that I was doing this thing for work and it was all in the Eastern time. And like my coworker was like, yeah, so it starts at eight, but that's eight central. So it's nine us. And I was like, oh, okay. Or it was the other way. Or no, it started at nine. And she was like, yeah, that's for 10, 10 for us. And I was like, oh, awesome. Like, we get to like sleep in a little bit. No, no. And we were like, no, no, that's not how it is. My husband was like, no, honey. No, eight o'clock for you guys. My coworker and I were like, no. And it was, yeah, it was so fun. I have such satisfaction that that car finally left that was double parked before you guys moved out. I mean, can you imagine you move out and you never, and the car is still there? Just so much satisfaction from that. Bye. I used to believe that if I was sad, it meant that I wasn't fighting hard enough or I wasn't grateful enough. And that's not true. Be sad and be grateful and look at the twinkly lights and feel your feelings. It's all real. The joy and the pain, it's all real and you don't have to pick one or the other. Life is beautiful or life is garbage. It's kind of both sometimes.